What's going on, coaches? Uh, we're excited to bring you a bonus podcast episode. Uh, we don't normally do this. I don't, I don't think we've ever done this, but uh, we got in contact with the Miami Dolphins, uh, and they had something really, really cool going on tomorrow. Uh, first time we could talk to them, though, was today, and so only way to get it out so you guys could know about it was to drop it uh, today, here uh, Tuesday, because uh, it they start it tomorrow on Wednesday afternoon. So uh, we're excited. We got to talk to uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, and Tuan Russell. Uh, so today, on today's episode, we talked with Tuan Russell. Coach Russell is a linebackers coach at St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He's also the Miami Dolphins Youth Programs Ambassador and a former linebacker for the Dolphins and the University of Miami. Listen as we talk with Coach Russell about his amazing virtual football opportunity for athletes and coaches across the world. In response to the ongoing concerns regarding COVID-19, the Miami Dolphins will host its first ever virtual high school media day presented by Nike on Wednesday, June 24th. The one-day immersive experience will provide every South Florida student-athlete the opportunity to participate in life skill sessions, including financial literacy presented by Truist, diversity and inclusion led by Rise, nutrition, as well as social media tips and tools. These guided sessions will include panels featuring the entire 2020 Dolphins rookie class and as extended invitations to each of the 21 rookies' high school football teams totaling outreach for participation to over 150 high school football programs. This marks the Dolphins' eighth annual high school media days, the first of which to take place virtually. Having hosted more than 100 teams from Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties in 2019. Hope you guys enjoy. So um, obviously, you know, we we got to uh, kind of get in communications with the Dolphins. Um, I know you guys are having a high school media day, uh, kind of virtual, first time ever virtual. Uh, but kind of how we always start all of our episodes is is kind of by you know uh, having you kind of introduce yourself to to everybody, um, and and like we do with all the coaches or former players that we've had, um, kind of you know give everyone your football background first, your football journey um, from playing days, and and kind of how that brought you to where you are now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I started playing football when I was uh, six years old. And um, it's, you know, that's probably I, my wife and I joke around that um, I've recently got my master's degree. And before I got that, I would tell people I had a master's degree in football because I've done, you know, I, I learned how to play football before I mastered learning how to read, before I mastered how to count. And uh, it's the one thing I've done all my life. And honestly, every good thing that's ever happened in my life has come through football. And I had a great opportunity to play at St. Thomas Aquinas High School. Um, then I went out to University of Miami and uh, played seven years in the National Football League uh, for the Redskins, Dolphins, and um, Atlanta Falcons. And it's it's been a cool journey, um, uh, you know, to be around the game from the front side of playing the game and then from behind the scenes uh, working in the community department, specifically youth football department, where I get to grow the game of football. and help coaches and kids play the game and grow the game and make sure that this game is healthy a hundred years from now. And um, the Dolphins gave, gave me the opportunity to be able to empower young people uh, to play the game and, and, and equip coaches to coach it. Uh, we, have, that's, we have our high school media day coming up uh, tomorrow. Um, it's, a, it's on June 24th. And 
We're going to have probably somewhere between five to 800 coaches and athletes participating. Uh, and we're going to have our entire rookie class, um, every first round pick, second round pick, everyone that all 21 draft picks and undrafted free agents will be in attendance. And they'll be talking about social media, social justice, financial literacy. Um, and I'm forgetting one, but it's going to be a cool day. Oh, uh, sports nutrition. So they're going to be discussing these topics and their journey and how to deal with these topics. So we want to make sure we equip uh, people who are playing the game of football on the high school level with those, uh, with make sure they have all the information they need in those topics. As a, as a, you know, two football coaches like we are, me and Coach Walls, I think that, um, you know, the nutrition part is, is huge um, in, in high school football. I know recently here in Oklahoma, probably in the last, you know, 10 years, all of the top 6A schools was the highest division in Oklahoma. Uh, we started feeding our kids one, sometimes two meals every single day. Wow. Um, How do you so, uh, it, it's, it's kind of comes out of the budget first. And so uh, it's not, you know, really nice things, but it's peanut butter and jelly every day after workouts. Every day the kids can make their own peanut butter and jelly. I think another school across town, they've got the little crustables that they get in, in huge packs. Uh, that's their booster club. And then, because we have a certain percentage of kids that are on free and reduced uh, lunches at our high school, uh, we got a really big high school, but um, they actually, the state feeds our kids um, a meal, two meals um, every day, uh, you know, awesome. Monday through Monday through Friday. And so uh, we've got it scheduled around to where uh, they do that through food trucks throughout the city. Um, and, and we get a food truck that, uh, just so happens to park right outside the football facility. Just, just so happens. Just so That's happens. exactly right. So I coached high school football at St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we have, even though we're a private school, the challenge that we have every day is you have kids from all over the county coming to this location. And how do you know, by the time they finish working out, how do you feed them? How do you, you know, get them? Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's hard. Um, you know, we do the peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but we challenge a lot of our kids just to bring your own meals, make them at home, and bring them. So it's interesting that you guys have a, such a uh, full service there. It, it is. It's a great deal from, you know, for like I said, from the state and then from our own budget because you lose out on, on you know, especially in college, you see all those college, and, and I'm sure you've seen in the NFL guys really, really blow up um, because – it's so important and, and, you know, forever we've stressed, hey, 30 minutes after workout, go home and eat. But, um, you know, there's some kids that are busy doing other stuff and there's some kids that, you know, just can't afford to, right. to eat when they're supposed to. So for us to be able to do that um, and then, you know, again, we're really lucky. We're a big school and so we've got a strength coach slash um, nutrition expert, you know, not expert, but nutrition guy on our, on our staff. But most – high schools and I know when I was coming through our high school most high schools don't have that you know they're they're trying to find hey their coaches tell them lose weight gain weight whatever it is and so um it's some you know it's, it's hard to find as a kid it, it's findable but it's it's not easy especially with all the different things out there so I would assume with you guys with the Dolphins that would be an awesome experience for those high school kids to hear it from a bunch of NFL guys that just went through college uh, and had been at that part where probably for me anyways, when I was at the University of Houston, that was when I learned the most about uh, nutrition when it comes to uh, sports-specific nutrition. And that's, and that's the goal. I mean, so many high school coaches don't have the resources 
to be able to educate their kids or to be able to communicate to their kids in, in some of these topics. And when, when an NFL player is drafted, from the moment they walk into the NFL, um, each team has um, – they have, they have a curriculum that they walk their players through. For, for instance, Caleb Thornhill, who's over player development for the Miami Dolphins, from the moment that those athletes are hired as um, draft picks, He's in their ear. He's educating them. He's walking them through a curriculum on financial literacy. On he's getting them in front of our our nutritionists on sports nutrition. He's making sure that um, you know financial literacy because some of these guys come into a lot of money. And how do you make sure that they are able to balance that? Because if if you if think about I mean I don't know about your family, but in my family when I was a kid we never talked about money. My parents never discussed you know how the lights get paid. I just I showed up and they were on. Right. So. So you have a lot of kids who are coming from college who have never paid a bill, never written a check, and never really had real responsibility of money, and now they come into hundreds of thousands of dollars, and how do they manage that? So the goal is to help them understand what money means, understand the difference between a liability and an asset, understand you know, what's important and what's not important, and, and really how to say no. You know, how to, how to say no to all the influences around you are going to be pulling on all your resources, your time, your money, your effort, your energy, so that you can focus on being a great football player. And I think Coach Flores has done a great job of building a team of people from a nutrition step standpoint, from an education standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, to make sure that the athletes that we have on roster and the athletes that we're bringing in will have all the resources that they need to be successful so they can focus on football. Yeah, it would be. It's, I think it's a difficult thing for anybody, but especially people that that now have a, a lot of money to deal with. Their, you know, their mind would go in a thousand different ways. I mean, those people that really take care of their money and that's their only job. That takes them twenty four, you know, whatever twenty four seven. They're thinking about where they invest, what they do with their investments, and and with your athletes. Obviously, you'd like for them to be. Um, thinking about football a bunch of the time, but right. but not being you know, even setting up and like, hey, I'm going to pay this person to take care of, of you know, my money. And then that person kind of, you know, screws them over or doesn't do what's right. And I think you've seen that happen. Guys trying to make the right decisions, but, you know, trusting the wrong person or um, giving it to them fully and, and not being able to look over it. Uh, I think that's, that's huge. Is that something that you guys also go over with with these high school kids that you're talking to, uh, obviously to probably a little bit lesser scale, but it would have been something I would have loved to hear coming out of high school. Well, I think that's what it's about. Um, tomorrow when we have this, it's going to be at 3.30 tomorrow. Um, and, you know, some of the questions that we ask these players gives them the latitude to tell their story because I think that we all learn through stories. We all learn through other people's experiences. I'm a, I'm a strong believer that if you go through something that is negative, I don't have to go through it. I mean, if you touch that stove and say, I put my hand on that stove and it burned my hand pretty good. Well, I'm going to believe you. And I think these athletes, um, number one, they have the bandwidth from a celebrity standpoint to reach high school students because these students want to be where they, where they are. So when they speak, they're going to be listening. And, you know, we, we believe in, in, the, in the hour and a half that we have with these athletes that they're going to transform some of these kids because you have kids who – the teacher can't reach, the coach can't reach, but because they want to go to the National Football League and we're going to have several draft picks on um, who are saying, hey, you know what, I messed up. 
and it almost destroyed me. Or, hey, I've done it the right way every day, and it, and it helped me get to where I want to be. So they're going to be able to talk about their stories and talk about their journeys, whether it be financial literacy, um, whether it be, you know, sports nutrition. You know, some of these, you're going to have players say, hey, when I was in college, I didn't take care of my body very well my first couple of years, and I wasn't growing or I wasn't, you know, having the impact on the football field. But after I changed my diet, you know, now, you know, I gained 20 pounds. I was able to you know, run a little bit faster. And to be able to communicate that to a high school student, they're going to be able to hear them. Because sometimes I think um, a lot of high school students listen, but they don't hear. So I think they're going to walk in with an ear to, li- to hear what each one of these uh, players are talking about so they can walk over something uh, to help them be better in their, uh, in their sport. Coach Russell, you know, the, the thing I keep coming back to as I, as I listen to you talk and, and kind of hear your story is, is, you know, you hear the importance that that football has had in your life, you know, from a, from a young age. And then not only that, it's opened so many doors for you. You know, I get the feeling that, you know, even if you wouldn't have played in the NFL, you know, football would have made such an impact on you that you would have gone on and done successful things because of some of the things that you've talked about that you guys are going to provide, but also that the game of football can provide a young person. You know, you know, when I look at my life and I said I started playing football when I was six, I mean, every good lesson I learned on the football field. I mean, actually, I was five years old because I, I try not to tell anybody because it was illegal for me to play at five. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. You know, back in, back in 79 when I was five years old, <laughs> you know, you, you had to be six. So I turned six later. When I turned six, then I could play. But I still practiced and I still did things. But I remember – watching my brothers uh, who are on the same team as me, be able to watch them compete and be able to pattern my effort and my energy after them, to be able to listen to a coach say, hey, son, that's not good enough. You're going to have – it's not good enough just to show up every day and practice. You have to show up every day and practice and do it correctly and bring your best effort. And I learned those lessons early. And, and I tell kids all the time, like, effort and energy solves a lot of problems. Like, you come with the right mindset and the right effort and the right energy – I'll tell you, you can be a good football player because there's a lot of football players who, when you look at the measurables, aren't the, you know, the, uh, the prototype athlete, but they can play football. For instance, Zach Thomas, his locker, his locker was next to mine, and I remember seeing him for the first time. I was like, that's Zach Thomas? Heck, I'm taller than him. And, <laughs> heck, we're about the same size. I, I, I remember feeling a little confident that, okay, I got a chance to compete until I realized that his effort and energy was his superpower. Like literally, he came in before the coaches left after the coach. He watched more film. He would literally take notes to the coaches and say, hey, coach, this is what I saw. You know, what do you guys think? And he would have debates. And at that time, I didn't have the capacity to do it. But I learned from him. And I was able to watch him and pattern my football career after him. I think a lot of reasons I was able to play um, seven years is because of the things I learned from him. And I think that's the goal, like, for these, these kids to walk in to this Zoom meeting tomorrow and walk away something that they can use for the rest of their life. Because, you know, yes, maybe they don't play in the National Football League, but they can learn something from football that, um, that they can use if they become an accountant or if they become a husband or if they become, you know, a father, whatever aspect of their life or whatever part of their journey um, they're going to be going through. Hopefully they learn something tomorrow that's going to help them be a great football player and a great person. 
Well, you mentioned, you know, when they hop on the Zoom, the Zoom call, how, how different is that going to be for you guys? Because uh, it is, everything's changing, everything's new. And, and now, you know, you're on this Zoom call with, with different guys. And I'm sure that's been, it, I'm sure it's hard enough just to wrangle everyone and, and get everyone uh, when it's not football season together. But now, you know, make sure everyone's internet works at wherever they are. Uh, how was it going to that? Or are you looking forward to, you know, a little bit new experience challenge. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. It's definitely different. I mean, it, you know, for a high school football student, when they when you're sitting there and you have a computer in front of you, they have so many distractions. Uh, our goal is to eliminate eliminate those distractions by, you know, through the entire event, change up who they're seeing. So, you know, we have different players for different sections. So we're not bringing all the players and they see them all at one time. We're making sure that they always have somebody to look forward to. So, you know, when they're watching our, um, our, our team nutritionist speak, they know five minutes later they're going to have seven NFL players talking about nutrition. So we've tried to make it – we've tried to diversify the, the day so that they have different things that we're going to be talking about at different times of the day. Um, and then also make it engaging where they, they've, they've um, asked questions. So we're going to make sure that we say their name in, in, in the – Johnny from such and such high school is asking, uh, you know, Tua, uh, you know, what do you do for a meal plan to make sure that, you know, you have enough energy for game day? So I think we're going to try to make it interactive as much as we can. Um, and I think it's definitely different. I, I Zoom with my high school football kids twice a week uh, talking football. And I think kids are starting to get to a place where they feel more comfortable. Um, I, I don't think this is something that we're going to do where this is – you know, we're going to eliminate the in-person, but it does give you a, it does give you the ability to broadly reach a lot of people in a short amount of time where when we do it in person, it's, you know, it's a lot more expensive and you have a, you can only fit a thousand people in the room. Well, we can fit endless amount of people, whoever want to watch, they can log in and watch it. So we're excited for the potential of it. We're excited for the opportunity to be able to serve these young men and women. Um, also, we were able to open it up to not just football players, but now it's, it's basketball, baseball, softball, girls, volleyball, track. So we're able to open up to all the sports, and then we're able to open up to other teams in other states. So every, every team, um, every high school that our football players are from, they've invited their, their teams as well. So it's, now it becomes a multi-state event. People from all over the country can now log in and participate. Coach, can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of kind of the, the headliners? I know you'd mentioned, you know, Tua, a, a lot of kids are, and quarterbacks are going to be excited to see him, and obviously a lot of Dolphins fans. So, you know, some of the headlining rookies that might be showing up. And then I was going to, you know, kind of selfishly ask you, you know, with, with Coach Flores, you know, kind of coming in this year, you know, maybe talk a little bit about kind of his overall philosophy and vision for the Dolphins, because I think the future for your guys' you know, program down there is really, really bright, and I'm excited to follow myself. Um, we're going to have all of our first-round picks. We're going to have Austin Jackson, um, offensive uh, tackle out of USC. Uh, we're going to have um, Noah – I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> but from, he's from Auburn. He's a cornerback from DB Auburn. DB from Auburn, yep. Yeah, he's a DB from Auburn. <laughs> uh, so, so we're going to have the entire draft, um, all the draft picks, as well as the undrafted free agents, um, you know, Robert Hahn and uh, King Davis. Uh, Brandon Jones from Texas, uh, Solomon, uh, Solomon uh, Kindley, 
I think he's from Georgia. So we're going to, we're going to have every draft pick that we have. And I think that's, that's what makes this event so special is that we've never done it before. We've never had an entire rookie class in one place. They're going to be talking to have the potential to talk to all the athletes in South Florida area, you know, to be able to invite all the athletes and say, Hey, come and listen to these guys. I think is a great benefit for us. Um, and I think when you look at the type of players uh, that was going to be on that call, you, you kind of see Coach Flores' vision. He wants highly intelligent, highly effective, disciplined football players. And if you notice, if you look at what's gone on over the, over the year that he was here last year, you saw a difference in how many penalties that we had, how many, you know, uh, uh, the determination from a team that started uh, only winning, you know, I forget, maybe it was a couple games at the beginning of the year, and by the end of the year, closing out and going for a run. Like, that doesn't happen. You know, that just doesn't happen by accident. That, that goes because he had vision, that he's, he's, he has a plan that he's implemented. And you can see that um, Coach Greer and Brian, Brian Flores are uniquely tied, that I don't know if you could bring in another coach and they'd be that uniquely tied. Like, even when you watch them walk, they, they have a, a chemistry that you only have with someone that you like or like to work with or you have that, that you understand their heart. And I think they, they understand each other in a deeper way. And that's just my personal opinion. I don't, I, don't, I don't work very closely with Coach Flores, but I get to see him from a distance. And I'm excited not only at being an NFL alumni uh, for the Miami Dolphins and a fan, but also just – you know, some, somebody that wants to see the Dolphins do well, like I'm excited about what's happening here in South Florida and what's happening there in Miami Gardens. So I, I, I can't wait for the season to start because I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised how we're going to come out of the block. Well, I, I was really excited about the free agent pickup you guys had. Uh, Landon Roberts from, from New England. Uh, yep. I got to play with him, and and he was he's an I think he's very underrated. Even though he was a captain for the Patriots, I think he's still uh, an underrated guy that that you guys picked up. I'm excited to see uh, what he does down in Miami. Yeah, and, and and they've been they've been very like um, strategic about how they bring people in. Like you know they they don't necessarily go out and and, and chase the big fish. Even though you know we did bring in a couple big time free agents. But it's they're very strategic. He's more um, he's more uh, ninja secret on finding that right person and bringing them in. And he has a sword opposed to just taking this broad brush and say, "I'm going to bring in you know all these people." He's like, you know what? I'm bringing in this one guy. I'm you know I'm going to do this, and this one guy is going to do this one thing. And he's trying to grow it through the draft. And I think that's what's that's what I'm most excited about because he's. He's pulling our. He's pulling his talent through the draft, and you're seeing more and more guys that we drafted last year get on the football field. And I think you're going to see that trend happen more this year, where um, you know we're building this football team for the long haul through the draft, and I believe that we're doing it in a unique and in the right way. So, coach, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you know, with your story, you play in the NFL and and have a chance to go, and obviously you're coaching as well, um, but. What made you or what can, how did it come about you staying with the Dolphins and, and working with the organization? And I'm sure you had, you know, um, a million different things that you could have went off and done, but, uh, you know, stayed with football, stayed with the organization. How did that go, go down? Was that a plan that you had had even when you were playing? How'd that all work out for you? No, it, it wasn't a plan at all. Um, it was really by accident. I was literally driving down. I, I think I've been out of um, – 
I'm sorry, my printer's going off right in the middle. Of <laughs> no wife, worries. My wife is definitely printing. Watch, it's going to be a 500-page document. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's busy. she got stuff to do. She doesn't have time to wait for you, Coach. So she does, you know. So it, it is, it's still going. I don't know if you can hear me or not. but Yeah, we can hear you. Um, it's no big deal. I was, actually, I was actually driving on the road to meet my wife for dinner, and I got a phone call from the president at the time asking me would I be interested in working for the Dolphins. Uh, no, actually, he said, well, I'd be interested in coming in for an interview. Um, and I was like, sure. And I, I was like, if the president of an organization calls you to come in, the least you can do is show up. So I met with him and we had a great conversation. And at the end of the conversation, he asked me, would I be willing to work at the organization? Um, and I said, I didn't know. And I went home and thought about it. And a couple of days later, you know, I got a polo and I had a desk. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, it, it was that simple. And, and years later, I asked him, I said, you know, why did you call me that day? He says, you know, every day my kids, when I was coming off the field from practice, my, his kids would be at the door asking for autographs. And he said, I was so gracious to them. Like every single day, his kids would come, they would be annoying. They would steal my shoes and my gloves. And he said, I was so kind to him. He said, if I could do that with those kids, imagine what he said what imagine what you could do with some resources in our community so he just believed in me and um you know every day i try to make you know everyone in the organization proud to be able to serve the community and i have a great platform that you know our leadership at the dolphins values and and and, and i'm honored uh, to be able to serve our community in that way coach can you talk a little bit about you know that that you know outreach program i know you guys are, are doing you know obviously this tomorrow uh, Coach Harper and myself, we've been lucky enough to work with uh, the Broncos actually in Denver and done, you know, they've, they've had some seven on seven events they've done and some lineman challenges. So that, uh, that's been exciting, but I'm, you know, wondering what else, you know, the, the junior dolphins are doing or you guys have out in the community. And, and then again, you know, in these trying times, maybe some innovative ways that you guys are kind of, you know, modifying that plan a little bit now as the year goes along. Innovation is definitely uh, the key right now. Um, Troy Drayton, who who runs our camps, um, he has a team of people who are running a virtual football camp. And yesterday was their first day, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, the feedback that he's gotten has just been tremendous to be able to connect um, these kids who can't, you know, go to camp or who need to social distance to be able to run a football camp. They can be in their backyard, and he can be at the stadium and walk them through drills and connect them through some of our alumni who's, who's teaching has been phenomenal. I mean, we would have never thought a year ago that um, a virtual camp would work more or less have to do it. And I think, you know, you just, I think when you have these situations that happen, it causes you to be more creative. You know, I think the event that we're going to be doing tomorrow um, is a spinoff of our, our high school media day that we do on a normal basis where we bring, um, 1,400 athletes to our stadium, and we have all the media outlets interviewing them, and it's kind of like what the SEC or the ACC does where they bring all the players in and, and they interview them. Well, we weren't able to do that this year, so we said, you know what, let's flip it. Instead of interviewing the kids, let's have the kids interview the players. So I think because of you know COVID-19, um, it's allowed us to be a little more creative and find unique ways to reach a broader group of people. Um, we're, you know, we're, we, we had to, because of the time frame, we were able to meet with, you know, leaders from youth football, high school football, our, our, um, my boss, who is uh, Rashawn Hamilton, she said, hey, you know what, because we have this time, 
let's go out and reach to let's go out and reach out to all of our 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 high schools and youth football leagues and find out what are the challenges in football. So we were, we were able to do Zoom meetings with almost a hundred people, and you know you're talking you know 30, 40 minutes a call, and to be able to connect with each one of these people and talk football and talk about how can a dolphin serve the community, what what needs to change. And before we would never have the capacity to do that. So to be able to do that and, and gather that information, it's going to shape and mold us as an organization to better serve our community and better serve our, um, our the, the kids that play the game of football. Well, I know, you know, and we don't have a whole lot of time. I think you got a, a hard out that you got, you know, some things to do, obviously. You got a big day uh, coming up. Um, but I also just doing some research, uh, looking you up a little bit. You've also got, like you said, uh, your own foundation. Um, I believe it's the the Russell Education Foundation. Uh, I know we're supposed to be talking dolphins, but we're we're excited just to talk, you know, a little bit with you. Uh, how did you get into that? What is what is that all about? Because that looks really interesting as well. Like I said, I got to play college at Houston, so with the Texans there, uh, a lot of times we get to be with, you know, at a lot of the some NFL guys have their own foundations and and help out the community, and so we get to be a part of that every once in a while. Um, obviously. It looks like you did the same thing and, and went and, and created your own foundation for kids, which obviously you see the impact you're having on kids or how important they are, you know, part of two different, you know, a foundation and with the Dolphins and a high school coach as well. But how did your foundation come about? What do you, what do you guys do? You know, my mom and I, um, 20, over 20 years ago, sat at the kitchen table and just talking about our lives and how we can serve our community. And through that conversation, we were able to, start an after-school program with 30 kids and, and, it, and that has grown to over 800 kids a year that we serve uh, and we serve these kids every day so over 144 days of the school year wow. we have 10 centers where kids come to that after-school program and we have certified teachers teaching them um, math science technology um, the process of reading and writing uh, working on their comprehension where they're deficient we we're able to work with them and help them catch up. And it's, it's honestly been a ministry. It's one of the things that in my life that um, I think I'm uniquely capable of doing, not necessarily from a, from a, um, a knowledge standpoint, just because I grew up in, in, in certain neighborhoods and, and I think I knew a need and I had the capacity from playing football to be able to bring people together. And we've been able to have this program for almost 21 years. And it's, it's really been cool. Um, to be able to be used in that capacity and be able to serve the amount of kids that we serve at that time. Frame. All right, I've got two more for you, Coach. So my big one also, when, I, when I'm researching you, uh, the big thing that stood out, obviously, other than the NFL and, and college player, uh, it says on, on Wikipedia anyways that you were a 300-yard hurdle champion in high school. <laughs> How did – uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That I've always heard – now, I don't know anything about track. I'm a big offensive lineman that – uh, stayed away from the track, but I'd always heard that the tough guys ran the 300-yard hurdles. That was when you had to really dig in to be a 300-yard hurdle guy. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. Um, I was the state track meet. I came in as the favorite to win the 110 hurdles, and I ended up getting, getting third. The guy that won broke the national record on me that year, and I was so upset. I had never been. Honestly, I can't imagine how, how upset I've been since then. And the 300. Um, 300 meter hurdles were a couple of races later and I, I was stalking the race and literally 
I told my coaches, like, are you ready? And I remember telling him, I was like, I'm going to run this race, but my heart might stop before my legs. And I just literally just ran it with, with, with chaos in my, in my heart. And, and I finished first. I mean, I, there was, I threw out the rule book. I just said, I'm going to run it and win it. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I've been missing in my life. <laughs> just need another challenge, man. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, Coach, so my other one before we let you go is, how long have you been at, at St. Thomas? Um, uh, and, I mean, obviously, if uh, anyone around the country knows about, about that high school and, and um, everything that you guys do with uh, football and, and how good football is at some of those places like yours uh, in the state of Florida, how long have you been there? Um, and, 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 I don't know, tell me about that experience because that would be, like I said, an unbelievable high school to – get to coach some great kids that, that are going to go on and, and be great men and, and also great football players? I, you know, usually when I ask this question, I tell people that I've been there since 1988 because that was my first year in high school. And I went to school there, graduated in 92. And I've always been involved, even when I was in college and even when I was in the um, National Football League, I would come back and help. And I would coach track or train for football. And um, I had a great opportunity uh, three years ago um, to come back. The head football coach asked me, he's, he, he's always asked me, hey, can you come back and coach? And I'm like, I don't have time. I have a full-time job. I don't have time. So he asked me to come out and help his linebacker coach. He just got a new linebacker coach. And he says, hey, I, you know, he's, he's a smart guy. He's never coached. I just need someone to coach him up. So I said, I'll come in. And I took my vacation. So I took my vacation for three weeks. I stayed there for three weeks, and I have not left. <laughs> Old, oldest trick in the book, Coach. You fell for it. Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> so, no, it's, but it's great. The kids are great. I enjoy being around the kids. and It, it, it keeps you young. And anytime you can coach football, man, that's, it's just a, an exciting day. That's exactly right. Our quarterback, um, John O'Corn, I believe, went to uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, and I don't know when. Uh, been around 2012, so I know that um, name. Yeah, yeah. So he was there. So I had heard about it in college and high school, and so um, you know now that I'm back and coaching high school, so that's great. Well, we loved getting to talk to you. Uh, where can if anyone does want to watch this and they they want to get on and and be a part of it, is it available to any of the high school coaches and kids? Is it only yeah, you know, the ones any, that they've any, talked to? Yeah, any high school coach that wants to participate, um, it should be a pretty cool event. We're hoping. Um, for close to a thousand kids, uh, we have about you know 500 kids registered. But usually the online events the day of everyone registers, mm -hmm. so it's, it should be a really cool yeah. event, and we're excited to be able to serve these kids on tomorrow. Uh, we'll be tuning in, and it was great to to get to talk to you. I love hearing your story, and like I said, you know we we know all about your high school, and I think Coach Harper myself got to hear uh, your uh, your head coach actually speak at the Michigan clinic as well. And he oh, did yeah. a phenomenal job. I remember he 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 really left a lasting impression and had some really good notes from that. He he does some cool things off the field for the kids too, as was basically what he talked about. And honestly, he's one of he is probably the sole reason why I started coaching high school football. Uh, just because of you know, it's easy to it's easy to serve with a man that has integrity. And, you know, Amen. for him, his his weapon of choice is integrity. And he wills it with um, love and caring. And, and I tell people all the time, the number one word that you hear at our practice is I love you. And, you know, we, we use, because love can be, love is a strong word. When you love somebody, you're going to push them and challenge them to be the best that they can. And that's what we're about. You know, you're not going to hear a whole lot of 
you know, screaming and yelling, you're going to hear, hey, man, you know, I love you, right? And because I love you, this is how things are going to have to happen. And this is what you're going to do. And this is how we're going to will you to be great. So when you when you have a head coach like that, it it kind of it's intoxicating to be able to, you know, coach in that environment because you can see the fruits of your labor. You can see these kids transforming and changing. And that's a great opportunity that we have at St. Thomas. No doubt. You can see why he, uh, he lassoed you in. I think he'd, he'd be able to lasso just about anybody in and, and work for three years. He, he had, a, he had a, a pretty good uh, presence about him. It was awesome. Well, Coach, we really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, make sure you get those, uh, those papers printed off and, and got to your <laughs> wife so she doesn't get too upset. I think you've been sitting on them too long already. She's gotta, she, might, she might need them, but we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your time. We're looking forward to uh, you know, uh, participating, looking at it, watching it uh, tomorrow. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.